Don't miss it. Fox Across America with me, Jimmy Fallon, on the News Talk Station, KROE. KROE. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Speedway, Sheridan Motorsports Association is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Hi, this is Patrick from Harker Mellinger. Our advisory services are designed for entrepreneurs and small business owners so you can focus on your business. Our relationship is customized for what you want and need to ensure your business is as efficient as it should be. We will evaluate your business and provide solutions you will benefit from. We will coach you through each step of the process from start to finish. Contact us today, Harker Mellinger, focusing on where you're going, not where you've been. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I am Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, Aaron Linden, Steve Schreffler, and Gene Sterling. Give us a call, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Now, before we go to the poll question, let's head on over here to Gene. Gene, you've got something going on. What's happening? Yes, thanks, Floyd. It's our last classic Western movie. Hosted by our pal here, Aaron Linden. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Linden. I thought it would be a bit precocious to announce myself, so I brought Gene in. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared of precocious. <laughs> Step right up to that platform, huh? Yeah. What are we going to see? Dodge City. Uh, Errol Flynn. It's a 1939 Technicolor. Cool Technicolor is in 39, if you can believe a mm. color movie. They made a lot of black and white movies after 1939. Yeah. But uh, it's... Uh, striking colors, you'll get a kick out of it. But uh, Errol Flynn is uh, a, a sheriff of Dodge City, and he comes to town to you know clean up the town, and uh, has a great cast. Uh, you ever, do you guys know? Have you ever heard of Big Boy Williams? Big Boy Williams was in a lot of westerns. He was a real Gomer character. You know, no, yeah. He was a football player and a wrestler. Uh, him and uh, Alan Hale is Gilligan's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Skipper's the dad. skipper. Yep. Uh, they are the, the comical thing. And uh, Alan Hale has come to town and he's taken the pledge to quit drinking. And he goes to a revival meeting and the, uh, it's called the Pure Prairie League. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> where the Pure Prairie that's, League got the that's name. That's where they got the name. Yeah. Wow. Mid skill. Yeah. yeah. And so you'll see this. Uh, he wears a big old uh, button on his shirt that says Pure Prairie mm-hmm. League. While he's in this meeting, the greatest saloon brawl in all of Western movies breaks out. And they it's the Civil War all over again in this. Nice. Uh, mm. I swear no 
where has so many guys been thrown through windows? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they just level the place. But uh, Bruce Cabot is a bad guy. Bruce Cabot was uh, Faye Ray's boyfriend in King Kong. Ah, yeah, yeah. I remember the guy with, mm. the, with mm-hmm. the slip-on tennis shoes? <laughs> Bob's Watson is a little boy, and they used to call him Crybaby in uh, Hollywood because he could pucker up and ball at on cue. At the drop of a hat. Yeah, he, yeah. that was his talent. That's a good skill to have. Yeah, superpower. <laughs> I could do things with that. Not skill all to heroes have. wear capes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, and so uh, what I'd like to say it's it's, it's a it's a great movie. This is a movie you can take kids, grandkids, great grandkids, take them to a a full on cinema of a western movie. This is a western movie matinee made for western movie matinees, and it's kid friendly. Uh, there is uh, really very little gun play. That it, lots of guns being shot in the air, right. you know, especially during the saloon fight. But uh, this is a great movie if you want to give your kids a an experience that they'll never have probably to see a western movie on a big screen. Now this, this, this is this the this chance to the do one. it. All right, and and we save the best for last. Really, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we you still talk about the movie there, but yeah. oh yeah, 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 the movie. I didn't want to really get into uh, a lot of this uh, uh, that I might spoil his thing that he's going to do on stage. So, uh, other than that, I I'd really like to invite everyone to come out Sunday, two o'clock, Wild Theater, free popcorn, and a experience that you you can bring the family to that they will remember. All their life. All right, Gene. Thank you so much. And there you go, folks. Sunday, two o'clock, the Y.O. Theater. It's cold outside anyway. Mm. And this is an experience. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. This is an experience that uh, the kids are, you know, rarely going to get again. So take them out there. We've actually got a caller straight out the gate. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Yes, this is Alfred Hill and Sheridan. And I want to talk about uh, Cyrus Western. And the stunt that he pulled, uh, there was a legitimate tack registered with the state uh, to raise funds for various candidates. And he chose to uh, spend over $5,000 to put together a wanted bill and make allegations about the four members of that tack. And then he turned around and on his mailed it to uh, many, many, many people in Sheridan and uh, Johnson County, and then he turned around and claims that his broadside is sponsored by a legitimate PAC, which was a lie. Uh, It was investigated by the sheriff's department here in Sheridan and found to be a a lie. And then he went over to Idaho and got a uh, 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 one of those franking authorization to send them all through the United States Post Office. I don't know how the Post Office considers that when he's not a cat. He's he's falsifying that. But now the question is, what do we do about Cyrus Western, who is not only falsely attacking other people claiming to have a legitimate pact, but he is also uh, taking advantage of all the people that received that in the city of Wyoming. I'm sorry, city of Sheridan. Now, I don't know what persecution or probably prosecution can be done by the state uh, on this matter. However, what the 
the House of Representatives can do is to take him off of all committee assignments, simply strip all of his committee assignments from him and show that they are, in fact, going to enforce the laws that they themselves have passed concerning PACs and not allow him the voice that he was attacking the legitimate PAC for exercising. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Uh, Aaron, you said you knew just a little bit about this. What's going Because this is an ongoing investigation, uh, correct? It, it was, is, kind of, because uh, the county attorney, Clint Beaver, who was on council with me, um, actually said because none of those people were running this year that it actually didn't violate any of the PAC laws that they have set up currently. It was more of an informational mailer in a mm-hmm. way. So right now, it, I mean, yes, aside from maybe the House being able to do something and take him off committees or whatever, there really is no further, supposedly no further action that can be taken to prosecute. Legally. Legally. Uh, now, at this point. That's my understanding. Okay, so that's, and to be fair with everybody out there listening right now, that's that's as you understand That's it. as I understand right? it. None of us here are lawyers. None of us here know the Thank PAC goodness. laws. Thank yeah, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so it, it sounds like legally he did nothing wrong. Legally. Legally. Okay. Now, morally, ethically, who knows? You know, that's up to you to decide. Yeah, that's... But, yeah, right at this point, there's no further prosecution happening. Okay. But uh, some sort of investigation is still ongoing that we know of? or I think just more into what the details of it were. It was printed in, like, Utah or somewhere, Colorado, and it was used. The return mail address was Cyrus's P.O. box. Bill Novotny, apparently out of Buffalo, paid for it. On and on. There's okay. There's some details that are still... But they're, they're, they're still checking things out. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, that's uh, what we know, folks. Uh, probably the same amount that you know. Um, not much on that one. We're going to have to wait and see just exactly what they find uh, as we go forward on that. All right. Uh, we got another caller before we get to the poll question. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Hello. Hello. Um, I would like to know why you could you do me a, a quick call. favor and could you turn down your radio for me yes. please i would like to know why you did not ask bill novotny when you had him sitting there in an interview yesterday why he's running all over the place basically laundering money for this flyer that went out against private citizens because Everybody it's, uh, I'll, I'll tell flyer, you what. Listen, listen. Everybody who got this flyer understood that it was major intimidation. A government, we shouldn't be afraid of our government. No, you shouldn't. And the reason I didn't ask is because it was an ongoing investigation. And you're going to learn nothing from anyone during an ongoing investigation. They will get to the bottom of this. This will be sought out. This will be figured out. And then, once we know what's going on, and it's not simple allegations, then we can ask that question. Otherwise, it's pretty unethical 
to go ahead and ask a question of somebody involved in an ongoing investigation. I don't do it with law enforcement, and I don't do it with political matters. When we know more, then we can sit down and talk about it. Does that make sense? Um, yes and no. I mean, it just sounds like you're reflecting what goes on in national media. Nah, if you want the truth, I'm doing the exact opposite of what goes on in national media. I deal in facts, not rhetoric, not political advantage or disadvantage. I deal in facts. I deal in situations that I know about instead of just talking out of my third point of contact. Well, I'm I'm just really disappointed that people who were elected, because they can only lose their office through being uh, through elections, and that is that's the way it should be. But this is such intimidation. I just cannot believe this. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that goes in uh, goes on in California. It's not okay. And I do hope they find the the bottom of what's going on. But I'm, as a public member, I'm so tired, so tired of rules for thee, but not for me. And thank you for your consideration and following this. And I hope you do do your due diligence. I Absolutely. would appreciate that. Thank But once again... Just so everybody knows, because my news director asked me the same question. I am not going to question someone on rumor, speculation, or rhetoric. I'm going to sit them down and have a conversation about something that has been proven. And until that's done, it's all questions in the wind. All right, we've got another caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Yes, good morning. Um, gentlemen, it is my understanding that the declination to decline to prosecute regarding Wino was given out on December 30th. I have a copy of the declination from the county attorney's office. Uh, de- they declined to prosecute, and reason given why. So now what has happened is, regarding Wino, it's sort of out in the public arena now. There will be no prosecution coming from the county attorney's office, and this was December 30th. Um, It is correct that Mr. Western did uh, hire an attorney here in town on the 4th, January 4th. But the basic information regarding this and... Gail Simmons and Christy Haswell's Republican grassroots, um, they too, a PAC violation. And try and remember that both of these PAC violations were turned in by your election clerk's office. Your county clerk was the party to ask for investigation. Now it's out in the public arena. Will individuals in the private sector sue or will they go to a district court to ask for a review of actions? I don't know. But clearly uh, some things did occur and heck, I've got copies of both reports. The Wino uh, report from Boot Hill and, and uh, the report on the Republican grassroots uh, pack. An interesting thing to note, and, and I would just drop this and leave it, um, 
speaking with the uh, county attorney's office yesterday, it, has, it was stated to me that precinct men and women are not, are not uh, public officials. They're not holding a public office. And I said, but there is no definition in Wyoming statutory code defining public office. So I queried where this came from. There may be something that could be challenged vis-a-vis the declination. But that's where the challenge will go now um, to settle the issue. And, And those are my thoughts. That's all I wanted to say. And thank you very much. All right, we've got yet another caller. Go ahead, you're on the Jackson Electric open line. Good morning, caller. Hello. Hello. Yes, so uh, this, this happens to be Gail Simmons. I was talking about something completely different, but I'm just going to take a second and address that. Um, so the violation that that I, I did, and, and frankly, I, I made a mistake. I owned so one of the requirements is that it has to be knowingly violated. And I was personally paying for some flyers, and I had some people say, well, wait a minute, that's a lot of money. Let us help you with that. At that point when I said, oh, sure, if you want to, that's when I should have created a, a pack. And I acknowledged that, and when I found out about it, I created the pack within the grace period provided under the law made the required report, and, and that was the end of it. That, that's actually why it wasn't prosecuted, because it was, it was an uh, unintentional error on my part. If I really wanted to game the system, I'd have taken the money and kept those out saying paid for by Gail Simmons. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling regarding the Wyoming legislature on down here and on the first of uh, this month, in the House Judiciary, they discussed House Bill 152, Life is a Human Right Act. And on that, in that is uh, Representative Barry Crago, who represents Johnson and a, and, and, a, and a portion of Sheridan County. And it was really interesting because he is getting ripped apart by those who don't understand either what he said or the legal system or the legislative process. And it's really amazing because he is the most effective legislator down there in supporting and promoting legislation that actually is pro-life. So it's really an amazing. So um, what he pointed out, is that uh, if they pass this bill, which is both premature and extremely poorly written, taking aside the issues with the constitutionality of specifically identifying in a bill that you're doing so for religious purposes, which is strictly not allowed, and, oh, by the way, they also claimed property rights, and he pointed out correctly that a human being, whether in the womb or out, is not property. Um, but the, le- the legal process itself is where he has an issue with it. There was a law passed, the, t- the trigger ban, 
that is currently in the legal process. And what he pointed out is if they pass this bill, which essentially removes that other law that's already in effect, it, the result is an immediate dismissal of the existing lawsuit that will then immediately be followed by a lawsuit against uh, this particular bill, which is not as strong from a legal and constitutional uh, basis as the one that's going through. And so he's against it because, as he put it, and, and he, he thinks that if you believe that abortion is killing a human being, they will actually allow for more killing. So, so I, I'm going to put up everywhere I can the clips from that video, and then I urge the people who are going after him to look up Google Pyrrhic Victory, spelled P-Y-R-R-H-I-C, Pyrrhic Victory, and that's what he's trying to prevent. Now, Gail, I, I believe... Uh... I want to say in a news story at some point, we actually did hear Representative Crago say this just isn't written to the point where it could survive a lawsuit, right? Like, I'm almost positive I heard him basically, I mean, I'm summarizing here, but basically say this thing, you know, yeah, sure, we can pass it. Everyone's going to pat each other on the back, give each other high fives, but it's not going to live its day in court. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, so one of the things that that you know about being a an observer of legislation is that regardless of how passionate you feel about something, and there's passion on both sides, the law is best when it is dispassionate. Absolutely, I agree 110 percent on that. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back. i got another caller waiting on the line. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, shared. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high-efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Wild Theater brings Western matinees back to the big screen. 2 p.m., the Wild features a hand-picked classic Western with a celebrity host. This Sunday, we have the final classic Western hosted by Aaron Linden. It's Dodge City, starring Errol Flynn. The Civil War is over. Armies disbanded. The building of the West begins, and in 1872, the city of Dodge City is ruled by violence and shootings, only made worse by the railroad coming to town. The dispute between the future and the past plays out in an epic race between the train and the stagecoach. Dodge City features one of the greatest saloon fights in any Western movie. A new sheriff's in town, and all that wahooing is ordered to halt. Classic Western, sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Jim and Angie Navarro, The Neil Ranch, Letterbuck Car Wash, Christine Gemp Love Foundation, True Built Builder, Mickey and Kathy McNichol, Vacutech, Gene and Vicki Sterling, and John and Helen Hisley Family Foundation.
Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, Aaron Linden, and Steve Schreffler. Go ahead and give us a ring. 674-4443 or 672-5763. A lot to talk about today. We've talked about some issues going on down legislature. We've talked about some issues revolving around Representative uh, Western. And County Commission Chair Bill Novotny, a flyer, um, you know, even even been uh, under the hot seat myself today <laughs> over uh, not questioning someone. <laughs> but one thing that I have always tried to put forth to you uh, as a public, I will not act on something until we actually know the information. And I do not like to question individuals about ongoing investigations. Uh, there's plenty of time to ask him about it afterwards, but, uh, let an investigation take its course. That's something that I think, uh, the national news could take a cue on. Yeah. I think there's a huge disservice when they have the whole discussion and assumptions and speculation. Absolutely. I think it taints those trials horribly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, Gail Simmons said it best, you know, there's passion. Okay. Well, we can take her phrase for that bill and we can apply it all across the board. People are passionate about this kind of stuff. And that's great. I'm glad that you are. But the fact of the matter is do not let that passion override logical thinking. Or facts. S- right. Step back, yeah. take a breath, and actually know what you're talking about before you start talking about someone, something. And if you don't have that information, or if the information is in the middle of an investigation and even law enforcement is still learning something, then you are being premature in your judgment. And that, unfortunately, is a human condition. All right, we've got other callers. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Hello, this is Brian Miller. How are you doing today? Uh, Excuse me? This is Brian Miller. How are you today? We're doing fine. How are you, Mr. Miller? Doing all right. Hey, I got a couple of uh, comments um, on on the two investigations that you guys have already talked about. Um, and I'll start off saying this: that the, the you know I'm the, chair, I'm the chairman of the Sheridan County Party, uh, Republican Party, and uh, we were asked by dozens and literally hundreds by the time it was over individuals to investigate both of these or to at least make a complaint against both of the the green card case and the, the little wanted flyers mailers that went out. Um, we did that. Those investigations are complete. The reports are complete. The file numbers are 220818S04 and 220818S05. You can get them if you would like. Um, there's also been a very good podcast put out by David Iverson. He basically went through uh, the second case there, the um, the case of Western and Botany, why? Because he's part of, you know, he's down in, in Johnson County. Um, there are two things that I really wanted to get across here. One, the investigations are complete, so people can make up, up, make up their minds for themselves. Just go down and request the reports or look at any one of the almost dozen people now that have those reports out there uh, and that are, are uh, talking to folks about it. These cases, the first one, it was already sent down to the Secretary of State for review, and the second case is on its way. We've gotten a preliminary word that the argument to toss them out is not true. It doesn't work. It's not a good argument to throw them out. Um, and 
we'll see what the Secretary of State's office ends up doing with those. Second is that the cases, um, both of them, have way more than just a simple election code violation. Both were election code violations that were attempted to be covered up. One internally, uh, in the second case with Western, where they went and actually got a check from a third county and went ahead and used that money out of, and it wasn't Bill Novotny who paid for it. Bill Novotny wrote, or, you know, ended up sending the check in, but the money came out of Mr. Western's, or Representative Western's um, committee. Um, so there's, it, this is, there, there was a, they knew it was wrong. They attempted to cover it up. There's problems there. Okay. The second one, um, the earlier one with Gail, love it that she was on the air again. Every time she goes on the air or steps in front of the uh, legislature and, and speaks, it just adds more to what she did in public. Um, and I'm glad of that because that's, that may end up coming back to haunt her down the line. Uh, but bottom line is beyond the election code violations, there's conspiracy, there's cover-ups, there's fraud involved, there's financial and other crimes that are noted throughout both reports. And all you need to do is grab those reports because they are complete. The initial decision has been made by our county attorney not to pursue, and that is being uh, worked at the uh, state level now. And I also know that there are several lawsuits that are likely going to go as well because that may be the only way to get the other crimes that were committed in this looked at. Um, questions? None. Okay. So I just needed to get that out there um, because I, I can't stand uh, to have you, you say, you know, there's still lots going on because there's not. It's done. Uh, what happens now is the but the up. But the Secretary of State is reviewing all of it. The Secretary of State is, it had, doesn't have a second case yet, but the first case, they're gonna, they already have it. They'll have the, the second one here this week. Because they only came out. I mean, when you look at how long it took to get the case, and I'll say this. Um, Deputy Hill did an excellent job on going through and investigating these. Excellent job. He followed through. He got uh, the, the appropriate warrants to get the information because people kept trying to keep it from him. Um, he did exactly what he needed to do, and he's provided reports that show, um, like I said, the conspiracy that, that runs through a, a effectively a group of people and you can you can figure out who that is yourself by grabbing the reports all right there it is folks uh and as soon as uh, the secretary of state reviews all that we'll let you know what's going on because i imagine that's going to be something that uh they make public quite quickly oh yeah questions comments <laughs> no let's get to the poll question <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the poll question? Let's do the poll question. It's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. The funny thing, we've kind of talked about this a couple of times now. We've done poll questions that ended up being very timely. Prophetic. Yes. And this <laughs> Almost. Was, this was one of them. Uh, the first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question for this week was, now that practically everyone has a camera with them at all times, do you think we will see more or less unexplained phenomena? And uh, we had uh, 76% saying that they expect to see more and 24% expecting to see less. Now, I actually had somebody ask me, uh, what do you mean we're going to see less because there's more phones and more cameras out there? And it's quite simple. Uh, less because I'm talking about actual unidentified phenomenon. Right. Anything right. that you and I can sit here and say, okay, that could be because we don't know. And if everyone's got a camera in their hand and we all film... 
the same event, you might run to the internet and say, we got a UFO. A meteorologist who was around the area might go, no, you've got an unusual looking cloud and right. it's formed in this way. And, and the Thus more, removing the yeah, phenomenon. The more type, cameras yeah. you have on stuff, the more data you have to analyze and the more likely it is to be explained. Exactly. So that's that's why we could have less. And I see that kind of stuff all the time. <clears throat> if uh, there's Reddit users out there, you can jump on Reddit and actually uh, there's an entire site or an entire subreddit, I guess they call it, mm-hmm. where individuals look at photos and go, that's not what you think it is right that yeah, right. is a this yep. that's completely natural and they debunk everything and i i love people who debunk stuff so that is why that was an option mm-hmm. with more cameras will we actually be eliminating right the yeah. paranormal yep. as opposed to propagating more yeah. of when you have one fuzzy photo that it's really hard to tell what's going on you can have all kinds of speculation about it if you have 200 pictures from different angles and you still can't explain it. That's much more difficult to get to that point. Then it's then yeah. it's something that we should actually look into. Yeah. And speaking of looking into stuff, we got ourselves a, a <laughs> balloon. I don't yeah. even know how how to introduce that. We got a Chinese balloon. Yeah. Floating over Montana. Billings, Montana. Uh, of all places. Now. Uh, let's bring us up to date on just exactly what happened. Shref, you know a lot about this situation. Uh, raptors were deployed. We're watching this balloon now as it basically kind of drifts around. Where is it now? North Dakota? Uh, no, I think it's farther east. I think possibly Tennessee area. Oh, it's really yeah, made it's the rounds. Really All right. So the object on the bottom of this balloon, uh, we've seen a couple close-up photos of mm-hmm. this. This thing... Looks like a satellite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for lack of a better term, it looks like a satellite. Yeah, your first impression is almost like the, the one of the uh, solar wings of the space station. It has that kind of layout to it. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. And they said it was, what, three buses large? Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the U.S. will use any unit of measure except for the metric system. <laughs> no, absolutely uh, will it's not. Measured it's measured in buses. It's, yep, measured in buses. <laughs> measured in buses. So this isn't, this isn't a small thing. So the U.S. has been keeping an eye on it. Some... Uh, Trips to China have been canceled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, so on the way home, I, I was really thinking about this. And, and I'm no general. I'm no strategist. But strategically, the northern part of the United States would be the dumbest area to try and invade. So what are they actually trying to look for? Yeah, and the question is, like, you know, obviously we, they have satellites and they can get a lot of information from that. So what are they getting from this that they can't get from that? Exactly. So the U.S. is keeping a close track of that uh, Chinese high-altitude surveillance balloon. That is what it's suspected to be. Uh, Speaking for the Pentagon, Brigadier General Patrick Ryder said the U.S. government has been tracking the balloon for several days as it's made its way over the United States, adding that it was traveling at an altitude well above commercial air traffic and does not present a military or physical threat to the people on the ground. Now, speaking on background, a senior U.S. defense official said senior military officials have advised President Joe Biden not to shoot it down due to fear that the debris could pose a safety threat to the people on the ground. Aaron's got some (laughs) theories about that because this is what he does. Uh, We don't know that it's surveillance, do we? We we don't know what it is. They suspect, but... They bring satellites down 
and they can calculate where those are going to crash into the ocean, whatever. I mean, they, they could calculate if they shot this down where it would fall. You could do it in a very remote area. I don't think it's debris field, quote unquote, um, that they're worried about. We don't know what's on the thing. What if you drop it and it's a dirty bomb? What yeah. if we, you know, I mean, so to give that kind of guise of, well, we're worried about people on the ground. No, they just said it doesn't pose a threat. They could calculate where they're going to drop this thing. They're scared to drop this thing. That and probably with good reason. Bad precedent to, to keep it in the sky. Well, it's a very bad precedent to keep it in the sky. If we go back to 1945. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go steal it dropped, and find out what exactly it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they, the, the Japanese launched balloons with bombs on them, killed a family in Oregon, blew up outside of Thermopolis in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Years later. Very years later. Very much the same kind of thing. Why would we not? Yeah, it sets a dangerous precedent going, okay, G, fly a bunch of balloons over the U.S. Yeah. They're what apparently do we care? not going to do anything. Right. Yeah. So this thing's actually uh, gone over a couple areas that we could I guess you could say define as sensitive. Um, yeah, I mean, there's military inst- installations and stuff in this area right. that uh, they could possibly Northern be looking Montana, at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but once again, I mean, if you really think about an access point into the United States, I'm sorry, but the northern section is not where I would think. <laughs> no, we could walk right in. Every, I mean, there was a, I believe it was a Japanese admiral who actually said uh, he did not want to invade the United States during World War II mm-hmm. because there was a gun behind every blade of grass. Mm-hmm. And he's not wrong. And well, no. and now there's a pile of guns behind every blade of grass. And so it's strategically, it's just not smart. But there are multiple other pieces of information that you can learn just by looking. So here's the question. Even the United States military has come forward and said they're not learning anything from this balloon that they can't learn from their own satellites that are already in the sky mm-hmm. at a faster rate, more secure, mm-hmm. more more covertly. Right. I mean, they're not seeing anything that they can't see from space anyhow. Right. So what the heck is this balloon doing up there? That's the question. That's the question. Yeah. And that's the question everybody's asking. Yeah, I guess we're assuming it's observing, but maybe there's other purposes for it. I mean, what's what equipment is on there? There's a lot of stuff hanging off the bottom of it. What is all that stuff? And it's a large array. Yeah. Now, uh, (laughs) well, and do you think if we launched a balloon, this just is hot off the press from the better Aaron. If if we had a balloon and it was in China, you think they'd just be like, nah, it's a U.S. balloon. We'll just leave it. No, absolutely not. They would take it out and they would they would probably. Who knows what? They wouldn't be concerned about what happened when it landed. I mean, See, they, that's the that, thing. That's the difference. Look, you know, when you and I were having this discussion before the show, I, I've got to ask the question, are you willing to bet someone's life on that? You know, that if we shoot it down, everything's going to be fine. I'm not willing to bet well, human life I'm on I'm scared that. as to what is on it, yeah. right. quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, so they're not learning more than they could with a satellite, right? They're not observing you know our epa regulations probably it's not taking (laughs) air samples what is it well that then becomes the issue is if you do take it out what happens it could just be an experiment too to see what we what we would do in that situation some kid science project i mean just just to gauge our reaction to it it could just be for that purpose next time it's an emp yeah i'm gonna tell you right now when we were over in the sandbox uh there were more than one situation where when you drive up and you you're like, okay, that's a 
that's a boomer. Mm. So let's everyone stops now. What are we going to do with it? We either call EOD, uh, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to get anyone in trouble here, but in some situations, we were like, hey, we're far enough back, put a bullet in that thing, mm. and we blow it up, blow in place. All right, continue mission, let's move on. In one situation, there was a burlap sack with a very large object in it, about the size of a 155 round. I was on loan to a squad because I hated being on the back wire. And so they simply asked me, get up on that hood, make sure that you get your metal in front of you, but I want you to open that sack with a bullet. Mm. Mm -hmm. Best shot I ever made in my life. (laughs) (laughs) One shot, one bullet. With someone else's weapon, I opened up that burlap sack. And it was probably about 45 yards away, and I managed to actually rip that bag right down the middle. When the wind caught it and it opened it up, it was a rock. Why did they put it there? They didn't put it there to just instill fear. As soon as I saw that rock, I knew we're being watched. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now they're learning how we react to these things. Did we drive by it? Uh, Once we found it, what are they going to do? So the idea that this balloon might just be drifting across the United States just so China could get... I mean, that's a critical piece of information. Well, wind patterns for nuclear fallout, yeah. whatever. I mean, it could just be a wind pattern study. It could just be to gauge what our reaction is. It could. It could. All right. Uh, I've got uh, to uh, go to a caller. Good morning. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, you were saying what business would they have up north? Uh Pretty sure there's fields of ICBMs to begin with, so that's uh, pretty critical. Yeah, and what are they uh, going to do with that? Well, number one, we don't know what their technology is that's flying above, but I believe you're probably right on a, it's how we react. And we reacted by grounding all flights, uh, I think Helena and Billings. But uh, I wanted to call in and let everybody uh, remember that we just had the 80th anniversary of Stalingrad. And uh, once again, we have German tanks going to start confronting Russia and our mercenary groups with Mozart were just on a podcast and uh, the head, the CEO of the Mozart group, Uh, in a drunken stupor, uh, continues to talk about how the Ukrainians are killing POWs. And so it's right out there for us, and we need to be aware of of who these people are that we're supporting. And now we have Bill Gates, along with other leaders, letting everybody know that, yeah, this is a, a very corrupt country, the Ukraine, and there's a lot of money from corporations investing in there so they can take over Ukraine. And this goes into the Bidens and Hunter Biden's laptop talking about the bio labs, 30 some bio labs that the Bidens are benefiting from financially. All right. Thank you for your call. We're moving on. Good morning. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. 
Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, I wanted to uh, been listening to some of these calls about this Cyrus Western and Novotny attack piece. And, you know, I think an important thing to note is that uh, one of your earlier callers had it right. I mean, this is that's intimidation from two politicians against private citizens who are the voters. I mean, you know, what's what's next? If I if I put up a yard sign, should I expect a, an attack ad on me from from sitting politicians because they're not going to be prosecuted? I mean, that, that's outrageous. Agreed. So, Aaron, I think it was said that the reason I think you said Clint Beaver said that the reason that county's attorney is not pursuing this case is because none of the people being attacked were running for office. Is that right? Correct. Okay. All right. So here's here's a question. So the process, from what I understand, and another caller kind of described it, 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 so a complaint goes to the clerk. If it's viable, it goes to the attorney. The attorney reads a complaint, and if it's viable, sends it to the sheriff's office. All these things happened on this wino thing. The sheriff's office investigated it and sent their report back to the attorney. And the reason that the attorney says, at this point anyway, that they're not going to prosecute it is because none of the people who were attacked were politicians. Or, well, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. None of the people who were attacked were running for office. Okay. Do I have all that right? That's my understanding of it. Yes. Okay. So, a if. So the flip side of that coin, so if somebody was running for office on, who had been attacked, then they would prosecute. So here's, here's my point that I want to make. There's clearly crimes involved here. The reason for not prosecuting 